This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined once again by Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim. Hi, Brian. We're going to jump right in here in just a minute. Uh, before we do that, you can go to practicalshepherding.com and access all of our resources there. You can give a financial gift. Go to the donate page if you'd like to do that. You can also leave a review at iTunes or Spotify or however you're listening to this podcast. You can leave a review for us. We read those and check those periodically. And we would love to get your feedback. Also, you can go to the contact page of the website and leave any kind of suggestion on topics you want us to cover. So uh, many of the topics that we cover now are topics that people write in and ask us to cover because we want to be able to, to talk about the things you want us to talk about. And so feel free to do that. But the contact page is the best way to do that. Or you can reach out to me or Jim on social media and, uh, and give us that information, those topics you want us to cover. The topic today, Jim, is a really important one for two reasons. One, we have a practice revenue book that just came out on it, so we want to talk about it. Yeah. But two, and more importantly, pastoral <laughs> friendship is <clears throat> essential for a pastor to have a long, fruitful, joyful ministry. Hmm. I'm convinced. I'd say we can, are convinced of that, we could say. So we want to talk about pastoral friendship. And honestly, we haven't talked about pastoral friendship in quite a while on this podcast. It's been a long time. So... I want us to have this conversation and something certainly to be able to just compliment the the response we're getting from the book that is just released as this is being released. And so we're we're excited about that. It's honest, honestly about this book. It's it was wild. I was expecting there was nothing written on pastoral friendship. And even as we're working on it, I'm thinking something's gonna pop this is a huge need. Something's gonna pop up on this. There are books on friendship that a few of that have come out in recent years. Yeah, there have been a few coming that, out recently. But there's nothing I can find on pastoral friendship still. This book potentially is the only modern resource, at least in its by itself, that's addressing specifically pastoral friendship. So the fact that there's hardly anything on it, Jim, tells me that people aren't thinking about this issue as much as we should. But as we're all working with pastors, this is a major issue that pastors are talking about. So we mm. want to be able to... To address this. And let's first talk, Jim, about just, just biblically, how do we want to think about this particular topic? Well, I think we need to talk about it, first of all, in a generic sense, and then apply it. I think once you begin to do with the general or the generic, it, it becomes very obvious. And one of the things I want to say is that friendship is something that the scriptures address. And you think about passages like Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loves at all times, and then this is using Hebrew parallelism, and a brother is born for adversity. You take the passage in Ecclesiastes where it talks about that two are better than one, uh, for they will have a good return for their labor. If one falls down, the other can pick him up. A woe who falls, and he has no one to pick him up. And when you consider that, that's a general truism. It's the general reality that in this world, you're going to face adversity. In this life, you're going to face trial. That we need people to come alongside us, to help us, to love us, to be beside us in our times of adversity. And and in the scriptures here, it's not the I mean, say. Well, ideally, my wife does that, or or maybe just my my fellow elders do that. Well, we're not just talking about being fellow elders and sharing the same burden or strapped to the same plow and and doing that. But we're talking about somebody who is able, in the midst of our hardship, conflict. Uh, that is attendant to ministry, Second uh, Timothy chapter four and verse five. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. But part of that is endure hardship. There is going to be hardship attendant to everybody's ministry. There are going to be times when 
you're going to feel exceedingly alone. You're going to feel like nobody understands and nobody knows uh, the burdens that you bear and that you carry. And if you don't have somebody in your life, obviously the Lord is there. Hopefully you have a spouse or, or something like that, but to somebody to come alongside to, to, to sweeten your life in times of uh, times of difficulty as well as somebody to share joy and somebody to give counsel somebody to sharpen you scriptures talk about uh, a friend sharpening another friend and so you know those are the kinds of things we need sharpening we need help we need encouragement that's why we need friends that's good and i would make a just a strong statement to start this conversation that i believe is true and that's i believe pastors need friends maybe more than anybody else Mm. and Pastors finding friends has unique hurdles to it that others don't have. So let me let me kind of just point to what I'm what I'm referencing. Pastors like so a lot of people look at pastors and think, oh, they must have tons of friends because you know they they're the pastor of the church and they they care for all these people and mm-hmm. people love them and surely they have all these friends. And the reality is the fact that the pastor is the pastor makes it difficult to find those meaningful friendships yep. in the church, which then means he has to either work hard at them inside the church or even work harder to try to find them outside the church. Right. And a lot of times pastors just don't make that effort because of the unique challenges of it. I know a lot of pastors who say to me, they don't have one good friend. Mm. And that just makes me sad yeah. and, and then makes me question, I assume you're not going to be able to do this a long time Mm. because ministry, the hardship you're referring to, the unique struggles of ministry uh, requires pastors to do different things that we need to do to care for ourselves for us to be able to do this a long time. Mm. And one of the things we have to do is we have to find friendships that are, will help us care for us. People who will care for us, sustain us people who we need friendships as pastors of people who don't want us to pastor them. Mm. And so I, I find that the challenge of, of friendship with pastors is that most of the people in their lives, even if they're people in their churches they love and love hanging out with and all those kinds of things, many in many cases, you're still ultimately the pastor. Like, how open can a pastor be with a friend who's in the church when it comes to some of the struggles in the church? So again, these are just some of the dynamics yeah. that I just want to throw out different- there to say this is why being a pastor... And finding meaningful friendships is particularly difficult. And a pastor, because our job is people-oriented. Right. We can feel peopled out uh, by the end of the day. Uh, we're, we are, uh, you know, on any given day, you might have two, three times of, of counseling sessions. You're meeting with people. You're calling people. You're interacting, emails, what, whatever the case might be. So that when it's when you clock out uh, to a degree, and again, that's a whole other subject. Do pastors ever clock out? But you know what I mean. It's five o'clock, and it's time for you to head home, and you, you're peopled out. People have been a a. a, a I don't want to be. I want to be careful. I want to say like you know, it's not like they're a burden. But you know, I mean, obviously, to some degree, their cares and concerns are a burden to us. Weigh us down. And so we might want to isolate, and really what we might need is somebody who can pour into us and somebody that we can just enjoy, somebody around whom we can unstring the bow, hang out with, do things with, uh, something that uh, alters the pattern, alters our interactions, uh, because again, if we are 
constantly giving, if we are always pouring out and nobody is watching over us, really, nobody's involved in our lives uh, to that degree, yeah. uh, then we it can make us very vulnerable and open to things like burnout and uh depression and other things. So I want to approach this kind of in two areas. I think, I believe that pastors, that we need to seek friendships inside our churches and outside of our churches. And I think what's ideal is that pastors find they have friends in both places. Right. So let's talk about both of those separately. Okay. So let's first talk about pastors, pastoral friendships uh, in the church. And when I say that, that could be friendships with other pastor elders in the church it could be other people in the church but mm-hmm. let's talk about that how how do you, how would you advise a pastor to find meaningful safe friendships in the church that he actually pastors well some of this you would hope would be natural I mean I, I think most good friendships happen organically mm-hmm. uh, we generally don't go and advertise in the newspaper for you know wanted friend you know you mean uh, I shouldn't do that 35 to 45 must like baseball and hunting or you know whatever um, pastor's uh, heart yeah <laughs> must have a pastor's heart must <laughs> must be spiritually mind you know whatever. <laughs> Uh, lonely Pastors Club. Maybe we could start uh, you know, something like that. <laughs> That's a new ministry, but, but you know, like you know, the Lonely Hearts thing. But yeah. anyway, I, it should happen. You you hope organically. Uh, who was it that said uh, a, a friend is somebody with whom you, know, you find yourself saying, "Oh, I thought I was the only one." Mm-hmm. You know, you meet somebody, and you, you share interest. Again, sometimes it will start with that. I have had some friendships that have started. Uh, simply because we happen to be in the same place at the same time or, or doing the same thing or our kids were involved in the same thing. Uh, and you you had opportunity to talk. And as you talked, you found that you had a real facility to be able to talk. You, you mm. could communicate with each other that uh, in, in the in the way sometimes like, like, you know, I know this happens sometimes with when couples get together. They say, oh, you know, we were somewhere and all of a sudden, you know, three hours went by and. Now, that's in a guy-girl situation, but here where you find that, you know, uh, we we had just had an openness and ease of communication and ability to share each other's hearts, and that's something about friendship. You know, the Bible says are very two very telling situations about friendship to me, some of the most telling texts in the Scriptures. God spoke to Moses face-to-face the way a man speaks with his friend. Hmm. You know, so there's something, you know, open-hearted with that, yeah, there, yep. you know, and then there's a text in, uh, it's in Deuteronomy, I believe, but it talks about, it's talking about the dangers of idolatry, but it uses a fascinating language. It says, if your, if your, if your brother uh, or your wife or your friend who is as your own soul entices you saying let us go and worship other gods so it's not talking about friendship it's kind of like an off-the-cuff statement but the way it describes it a friend who is as your own soul Mm -hmm. and there was an old writer who once said that uh the the essence of friendship is one soul inhabiting two bodies Mm. and you know there's whether that's a secular statement but it gives you an idea of, of what this is like where there is just an enjoyment a camaraderie an encouragement uh, it doesn't have to be anything specific. Uh, it, it, it's not like uh, I'm going through a hard time right now. I need a friend. Again, hopefully you already have that friend so that when you're going through the hard time. But you share not only hard times but enjoyable times and uh, communication, et cetera, uh, activities with. 
and we can get into some of this more fully. But I think those are some really powerful texts in the scriptures that talk about uh, what friendship is and what friendship means. Yeah. And to have that in your life, maybe with your spouse, a lot of men say, my wife is my best friend. Not everybody, not everybody says that, and because it may be that while she is my nearest companion, somebody might say, uh, we communicate sometimes on a different level with a friend. Mm-hmm. So if that makes sense, but that's yeah, that's good. And I think as we're thinking about friendships for pastors in the church, two things come to mind. One is, uh, I think that the the most likely place a pastor will find friendship in his own church is with other fellow pastors who serve with him. Mm-hmm. Lay elders, other pastors. Now, a lot of guys don't have that. So the next thing is, I would say, another leader in the church, a guy who who is carrying a similar burden that you are carrying as the pastor. Mm-hmm. So I think that is oftentimes the, the place we find the most natural camaraderie to be able to be ourselves, on be feel like we're on an equal playing field. So And that was true for me. So when we, went, we moved, when we moved to, to plurality of pastors some of those men that I got to serve with became my closest friends mm-hmm. in the church. And it was because, you know, we're both, Pat, we're both carrying the same burdens in a sense. We're, yeah. we're, we're trying to do the same thing. There's also a level of maturity that comes with that. Mm-hmm. There's a level of knowledge of the church mm-hmm. that, that I can be open with him more about things versus a church member who maybe loves me and, and I enjoy being, spending time with them, but they don't know all the things in the church, so I, I don't need to be volunteering a bunch of information about the church they don't need to know about. And so just a, a fellow pastor, elder, a lot of times is the the most natural place for a pastor to find that friendship. The second thing I would say is, is to realize that a meaningful friendship as a pastor in his church does not have to be all or nothing. And, and I think that this is part of what, it's part of what I see in, in a lot of pastors. They, they're kind of looking for their best f- friend in their church. Mm-hmm. And now that I, I won't, I don't, I'd never expected to find that, but I, I ended up having, but you have expectations. There are certain friends that can be a friend to you about cer- certain aspects of your life. So, yeah. so I have, you know, just, I remember a, a friend I had at our church who was a neighbor. He was a, he was a deacon. Uh, we enjoyed hanging out together. We loved sports. We watched football together. Um, but he's not the guy that I'm going to be like talking about my marriage struggles with. Right. He's not the guy that, that I'm going to be like sharing church stuff with and getting his advice from. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I still enjoyed that friendship. So part of, part of pastors finding friendships within their own church is about the expectation you place on people and, and what you hope to gain from that particular friendship. Yeah, fully. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that if you do a study, and I've done this in the past, and I had even thought in the past about writing on this, although I really don't want to do any more writing, but I had thought about doing some writing on the subject of friendship, because I do think it's such an important biblical topic. And honestly, I I haven't found a book on it that I have thought I haven't read yours yet Brian so I'm going to change all you this start there I'm going to start there what well, do you have a copy here you I do all right I'll, you, I'll grab get, one I'll on give the, you one, you one leave, on the way out so yeah but you know to be able to say look that that this that deals with the whole variety some of them are so 
spiritual, you know, in that, it, well, your friend is that one, you know, it's just, it, it's all, it's all about prayer and fellowship and the word. And sometimes it's, it's about somebody that you can, because sometimes you just need to goof off, you know, it's somebody that eat hot wings with, eat and hot watch a football game. Exactly. And, yeah. Now for me, I would watch a baseball game, but well, yeah, hot wings or a, that maybe, I, I, Hey, there's a guy in my church. He likes science fiction. Uh, and I've enjoyed that, you know, more or less in the past. I grew up with some of that. So if there's a science fiction movie comes out, I think it's appropriate. I'll, I will text him or call him and say, hey, you, what, what night do you want to go out? You yeah. know, maybe we'll go grab yeah, something good. to eat, you know, afterward or something like that. And and that's almost all we do together. Yeah. But that's kind of like our, our, our thing. Or, again, somebody else might be another, like, hey, if I went to a ball game, I got two or three guys in the church. They love they love baseball. If I go to see a ball game with them, we may not do a whole lot else, but like we've traveled and yeah. maybe we'll go out. That's good. Go see a ball game. Went up to Chicago last year with a couple of men in the church. We just did a little twenty four uh, thirty hour trip, a road trip together. Uh, you know that that sort of a thing. It's good. Um, Let's talk about pastoral friendship outside the church now. So we've covered that, but obviously the the place I think that is most likely for pastors to find that kind of deep, meaningful, intimate friendship with others is going to come in the form of another pastor hmm. in another church somewhere. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about this. What, what What are some of the, well, I mean, you know, I think we're sitting here doing this. We've been friends a long time and we've, we've done a lot together, just ministry as well, as well as just personally and things, you know, but I mean, this is, this is one of the many benefits that we get in our own life by a lot of the pastoral friendships that we have with people who are outside right. of our churches, but you know, talk about your the the impact of your own personal friendships with other pastors and how that has been uniquely special for you. Yeah, I, I, that has been, and and it <clears throat> there's so many dynamics to this that, that go into it because in some cases there is a there is a purposeful intentionality sometimes to these these gatherings like for instance where you you recognize and know that okay this guy's going through a hard time i want to i want to get with him i want to help share his burden i want to listen to him i want to be there for him other times i said i have a burden i want somebody that i can talk to mm. and then there are the other things that are the more normal just basic human desires for somebody to talk to so again so i, I i've had uh, I have I have a, a group of guys, a group of pastors in my life. Uh, some of them are my peers. Some of them are younger, and so this is going to be different. So some guys are in a different stage in life. So I am more, I am enjoying them as friends. But there is a mentor aspect to mm-hmm. it. I mean, we may we may laugh, we may cry, uh, uh, you know, at a meeting. We may enter into different things together may rant a little bit you know you feel the freedom to you know give mm-hmm. a give a, a riff on something like that it's going to be a variety of things uh there are other men who again who i i i, I know I, I get some contact with who i've gotten to know through our uh pastors fraternal and others you see something they post something you think they're going through a hard time i'm going to reach out to him I want to be a friend to him, you know, in that, not just a mentor, not just an older man coming in, but to say, I care about you. What I saw, it just sounded like you might need somebody to talk to. I don't know if you have anybody. And I'll often ask him, do you have anybody in your life? Do you have anybody in your life? Asking guys, I met with a guy the other night and asked him, he was having some marriage situation. I said, do you have any man in your life? 
that has access to you that you share your burdens with. In that case, yeah. the guy didn't. He had nobody, had nobody yeah. in his life. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, you feel a certain degree of real, like, well, pity with that. And like, well, dude, I think you might, you might, really, you might really need that. Mm-hmm. So there are those things that are, you know, really the intentional and then there are other things that are really just the enjoyment, and yeah. and and in that enjoyment thing, uh, you will find like, hey, let's just get together. You so say you see a guy, so I've got my buddy, our, our mutual buddy Jeff. Uh, I'll just call him Jeff here. Um, I don't want to get a swell head if he listens to this. He probably doesn't listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're safe. Hey, he, he was talking about me on there, <laughs> but I went by his office the other day uh, and saw him. And we just started talking. It's like, dude, we got to get together. You know, let's get together. Mm-hmm. Let's get lunch. So mm-hmm. he's blown me off two weeks in a row, mm-hmm. right at the last minute. So I'm really kind of ticked at him now. Yeah, but yeah. next week we're going to try to get together. Some friend he is. Some friend he is. But <laughs> but you know, we have we have we're, we're we are theology geeks together, we're pastors together, and also we have a mutual love of baseball. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of a thing comes out. So he called me the other day, and it was gave me a great opportunity to rant about the epic downfall of the Yankees this year. Yeah, uh, which I don't get to do that with hardly anybody. I feel like or who I, cares, I, I, you know? nobody else cares, right? And I want to like <laughs> I want to yell about this. I'm really in this. I'm sports mad about mm. it. You know about sports mad, sports glad. That's oh yes. a whole, it's a whole oh, different. Yeah. That's a different. It's a whole pod- different. That's a, whole a different, different podcast. Jim. It's a different podcast. Yeah, right. But what I mean by that is that we were able to have. We can have a conversation going yeah. from what's happening culturally, what's happening theologically, how you doing in your family, heartbreaks of, of church, and then rant about, you know, whatever, the Yankees or the and, Braves. And it's probably and, safe to say and, that your wife doesn't give a rip about the Yankees and how she, bad they are. She doesn't care as much as she used to, but there was a time she cared a lot, right. and she just, like, purposely had to, you know, wasn't good for her soul. So going to Jeff for that is, is good for everybody. It's good, for right. Sure. It's okay. good for the family because, right. like— <laughs> Man, I want to rant. But anyway, yeah. So, so there, there's particular meaning in pastoral friendships because we're able to connect not just on a ministry level, but we're able to connect on multiple, not just that level, but other levels right. as well. Yeah, that's good. So I think we need to say something, Brian, because I, I, what I'm afraid about is some guy maybe in a, a smaller town somewhere and there are no pastors that he can interact with. Yeah. And he's thinking to himself, well, what do, what do I do? Yeah. And what, what what advice might you have for somebody who may be seeking friendships? It might be somebody in the community, or how would he, how would a guy go about who does feel lonely, mm. who does feel like he doesn't have anybody who can, who just knows him as a person? So I think uh, I think there's two categories. I would I would say one is, uh, tr- you know. I think all pastors should make effort to meet other pastors in their area. Right. So I think you first have to make sure, ask yourself, have I made a good effort at meeting other pastors? Not even just for just for the connection, I mean, just to know them and to connect with them. That might develop into a friendship, but as right. you said, as you mentioned earlier, good friendships happen organically; they're not forced. So, right. but it, but that's what would be the starting point. So I would first say that, like. Make sure you've made a good effort to try to connect with other pastors, to try to have that common ground already that could create some some possible friendship. The other is look for friendships outside of pastors in your community. Yeah. So uh, quick story. So I, I found myself about four or five years ago. I know you've heard this story, but I want to share it for listeners that um, I was I was pastoring a church. I was leading practical shepherding. 
And I found myself in a feeling deep sense of loneliness. And I didn't know why I was feeling lonely. And as I'm wrestling through this, I had discovered that at my church, everybody wanted me to be their pastor. Right. All the pastors I'm working with, the practical shepherding, they wanted me to be their pastor. Right. You wanted and to be a pastor. I discovered to every most people in my life wanted everybody me to be their wanted pastor. something out of you. Yeah. And, and they wanted something from me. Right. And it created this. It was just a season where that was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. And it created this sense of loneliness. When I discovered that's what it was, I started to pursue a couple of really friendships with with some friends that that they weren't pastors. They had nothing to do with ministry. And I ended up finding a couple of friendships that became very, still are very meaningful friendships to this day. They were guys who didn't want me to be their pastor. They didn't want to talk theology. They didn't want to talk ministry. They, they didn't want to talk about any of those things. And my friendship with them created what felt like a break from the, that area of my life. And friends can provide that kind of, that they just, they just represent that part that needs to rest in you. And so I would encourage you, try to find uh, try to meet people in the community. It may be, you know, it may be at your your son's t-ball, you know, team. Exactly. You meet you meet a, a fellow dad there, and you start to connect with them in some way. Find different ways to meet people in the community, and and with the intent to look for those kinds of friendships to establish them. I I think that's a so finding friendships that have nothing to do with pastoring, nothing to do with ministry. In the last five years, that actually became something really good for my soul. What, what advice would you give around finding Yeah, and that would be the same thing. I, and it, it, it can be, knowing the variety of guys that may be here uh, listening to this, you may not have children, you may not have younger children, you know, but but something, hopefully you have some interest in something. Again, whether it's going out, for you, you're, you're still going to the boxing, uh, you still yep, go to, to still do. Uh, yep. you know, uh, I did kickboxing for a little while. You know, my son was involved in sports and in baseball. Uh, and getting to know, getting to know dads, sitting there uh, on the bleachers with parents, in some cases moms and dads, but you you begin to just you find people that uh, as you talk to them, they, they they're open, they're they're enjoyable. You find yourself connecting uh, in certain certain ways. Doesn't always happen. Doesn't happen with everybody. Uh, and uh, and again, it, it goes through what the whole variety. A friendship. So you may have yeah. a guy who's a, who's a hunting buddy, and and right. and, and you right. get together once or twice a year. You have somebody else that you go to see a game with. You have uh, somebody else that when you go work out, you know they they tend to partner up with you and, yeah. and you talk. And and it may not ever be anything other than that, but it is something, and it is someone uh, for you to communicate uh, with. And it's somebody, you know, honestly, again, that shows. And you you just touched on this, Brian. Who shows some interest in you, and that, I think this is part of what makes being pastors. It's somewhat. It's. I don't know if I want to use the word unique, uh, but it's it's close to that. And that is that when people deal with us relationally, there is something transactional very often that they they have a burden they want to give it to you that they, they're going through a hard time they need your wisdom and rarely do they ask you and we've talked about this and they're not as interested in you and how you're doing there's not a mutuality uh to this you're giving 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 pouring out pouring out pouring out and it's really nice when somebody says i don't need anything from you yeah. i just i'm just i'm i don't paul said to the corinthians i do not seek yours but you yeah 
And I think that's really what, what we are hopeful for. So I would say to guys, if we, as we wrap this up, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So you want to pray. But I think also, you know, so you want to ask God, talk, start, start asking the Lord. If you've never asked the Lord for this, ask the Lord for this. He's a giver of every good and perfect gift. Uh, but then also, you're going to have to do something. You're, you're going to have to, probably not going to just, you know, come to your house and knock on your door and say, hey, I heard you needed a friend. <laughs> um, put yourself in a situation. Uh, cultivate it maybe together, you know, with your, with your, if you're married, with your, with your wife, where there's uh, friends that you, you, you begin to just say, hey, I want to have you over. I want to talk about anything. I want to talk about your marriage. I don't want to talk about, you know, advice on this. I want, just want to have you over, let's have a nice meal, enjoy dessert, you know, play some games or whatever, and see what comes of that. Yeah. And be satisfied if it, it may be that your perfect friend is made up of six people. Right. That's and good. all of them together makes that one that your soul most needs. Here's my final word on this. If you're having trouble finding a friend in your community, in your area, in your church, Take it. Think back on who are the people in your life that were meaningful friends, and I would encourage you to take to utilize technology hmm. to stay in touch with those friends. So I, I hear from pastors like you were talking earlier, isolated. They're by themselves. There are no other pastors really, at least ones they want to be friends with or whatever. Hmm. You know, all right. Where's the buddy from seminary that you had ten years ago that you still stay in contact with? Some or where you know this friendship friend from college or whatever it is. I would encourage you that take advantage of technology. You can connect with somebody you've already have a bond with. I mean, they, what, what's the same? I mean, if you have if somebody has three or four really meaningful friendships in their life, I mean, they're they're a rich person. That's right. that, so you may have those friendships that have been developed your whole life. Take advantage of that. I have a friend still to this day that uh, that we have been friends since we were five years old, mm. and we still stay in contact with each other. We don't talk every week. We don't talk every month, but we yeah. still stay connected. Right. And that's a meaningful friendship to me because we have all this history that come with it. And and so I would encourage you to utilize the friendships that are already established. Try to stay connected within the best you can if you're having trouble finding friends that are that are present and in your location. So, Jim, will you take a minute and pray yeah. uh, for just pastors around this and having wisdom and uh. seeking those friendships? Heavenly Father, we thank you that... Uh, you are uh, a friend to your people. We thank you that the Savior was a, a friend to sinners, a friend to his disciples, that he revealed his heart and uh, was there for them. And Lord, we do count friendship as a precious gift. And thank you, Lord, for for some of us who are able to give thanks with specific people in mind who have been a help and encouragement to us. For others, Lord, that are maybe hearing this and this stirs, perhaps in them a degree of sadness and longing. We pray, Heavenly Father, you'd come alongside them. We pray, Father, you'd give them uh, help and direction that they might be able to have, uh, that you might provide for them that which would be good for their souls, uh, something that would help them to thrive uh, in life and in ministry. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.